Well, I had an intro planned, and Ashley won't let me do it. So. I vetoed it. So uh, you just get to listen to me not do that now, but in my head I'm saying it repeatedly, so... I know what it is. Just squirt more of that ready whip in your mouth and call it a day. Go ahead and dare me. (laughs) That is disgusting. Continue. Dare me again. I dare you to dare me because I'll do it again. (laughs) Hi, everybody. This is Ashley. And I'm Megan. And this is Wine and Dine. The July book edition. I'm so excited. Uh, so you guys remember last month I wasn't able to get the book and we did our little guest along, which was super fun. Super, super fun. But I'm excited to get back into the fold of actually being able to discuss a book again. I'm stuck. I'm stuck. I'm stuck. And I have several things that I need to discuss about this book, so I'm glad that I was able to get a hold of it. it I'm glad me, you were getting a hold of it, too. It made me feel things. Did it not? It made me feel some good things. And then some, so some not, some not good things. things. Yeah. And some person you just wanted to see, like, get the shit kicked out of. I don't, you must be talking about Daphne, so. Wait, that's a spoiler, isn't it? Spoiler! Warning! Oh, spoiler yeah. Spoiler warning! There's a, there's a bitch named Daphne in this. I'm kidding. No, but like, I mean, not really. <laughs> no, but. no. That's <laughs> really what I called her. The, the bitch named Daphne. <laughs> no, uh, yeah. Just a reminder, guys. It's already in the title. It's already in the description. They're spoilers. We're going to be giving not only our review of the book, but we're going to be talking from beginning to end about what happens in the book. Yes. So if you're not ready for that, or if you're wanting to read it, or if you don't like spoilers, Then maybe you need to stop and and just put this as a pinned one to listen to later. And that's okay. And I'll count us down. And at the time I count down, we're going. And it's happening. And there's no turning back. You ready? 1,999. <laughs> I'm kidding. No. All right. One, two. But that's counting up. You said you were counting down. Fuck it. Three. <laughs> Three. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, it's, our, it's happening. Our book of the month was American Royals. Help me with the author name. Catherine McGee. Yes. <sighs> <laughs> okay. I want to leave my okay. actual. So, like. I want to leave my actual review number till the end. I want to, I, okay. I almost just kind of want to. I thought we already gave that. Deep. Di- oh, well, we did. We already yeah, did last that. time. Never yeah. mind. I gave, yeah. So I, you gave it a, a 3.9 because you're a Russian judge over there. Yeah, it's not a 4 yet, but it's not a 3. And Ashley just did a solid 4 out of 5. Okay. Overall thoughts and opinions. Holy my God. Why have I not picked this book up before? I mean, now. I feel like there should have been more hype. Like, this I is a, so too. It's and a hypeable book. Okay, so like the just and without giving away like the whole story, just the overall country or whatever that they're living in is is the United States. It's like a different version of the United States though where George Washington was a monarch and not a president. So instead of like at the battle um oh god, what was the battle? Georgetown. I don't know. I don't remember what the battle's name was. Oh, I'm such a bad history reader. But anyways, um, there's one point actually in our history where uh, we sign, we're getting ready to like go into doing the declarations of independence. Mm-hmm. And a general census throughout the um, colonies and with the political advisors at that current time was that um, maybe we need to have all we've ever known is a monarch. Why don't we? Why don't we keep the same thing? Keep the same yes. thing. And they actually went to George Washington. And, Will you be our king? And and offered him 
um, that as a possibility. Will you be the king of the United States of America? And he, um, I don't think this is actually word for word verbatim, but he pretty much nicely denied it, said, you know, this world is not meant to be ruled by one man. It is supposed to be ruled by it's supposed to be ruled by the will of the people. By the will of the people. And that's the whole reason that we're drafting this declaration is because it's for the people, not for one man. And he was very, very humble about it. And it, there's a really great, there was a great show back in the early 2000s called Adam? Adams, maybe? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it was Stars or HBO who had that. Um, but it had a, an amazing cast. Mm-hmm. And it focused around um, John Adams and his brother... Um, during the Revolutionary War, and it was very opinion. It basically showed what actually happened, possibly during those times when they were drafting, and how that was coming to pass. I've only, I think, I've only seen like clips of that TV series, but I didn't I've even heard, know it existed. Yeah, I've heard great things about it. Um, so if you're ever interested in picking that up, if you, if this, is, if that's something that you might be more interested, I definitely recommend that as a side. Mm-hmm. thing um we'll get more into side ideas later or actually you would have already heard that already yeah we would already red, right, blue. red yeah. right and blue episode so go check that out but um i thought that was an amazing idea especially after we've spent this entire month talking about hamilton the revolutionary war mm-hmm. the what ifs that could have happened or whatever like you have this to give me props book, for picking that book. Right? I, I was you really, didn't even know. Like, I that was just know. a coincidence. It's the best coincidence ever. Well, I read the synopsis, so I kind of knew, okay, like... But, like, you didn't know that we'd also be spending the whole month talking about right. Hamilton. No. Like, no, I didn't. I I technically had done all of my planning a year prior, so this was just a happy coincidence. But it was such a great coincidence. I loved it so much. I, I thought the cast of characters were well-rounded and very depth, and you got a lot about each character throughout it wasn't that like book. so it wasn't like beatrice was the only main character no. they gave you so much detail yeah. into so everyone else four that, women yeah. beatrice the heir sam sister to beatrice the spare nina the bff of sam's twin jefferson <laughs> no that she's sam's best friend but she's jefferson's love interest Yes. Yes. The BFF of Sam and love interest of Jeff. Yes. Sorry. And then Daphne. The bitch. The ex. <laughs> uh, of Jefferson, which is weirdly enough, Sam's twin. And I thought that was kind of like, oh, okay, well, they'll just throw that in there. They're twins. Yeah. That's cool. Um, But yeah, what was your overall just five uh so first of all you remember how i just finished the selection series a couple months ago or whatever i was getting a lot of selection series vibes from that not from Mm. a historical aspect but the whole point of the selection series is that she's about to be a monarch and she has to find a suitor yeah i i don't know um what do you mean you don't know how do you not know look okay because i'm conflicted I, okay, okay, you remember how I said I had some good feelings and some not so good feelings? Mm -hmm. And, like, based on my rating scale alone. Right. Yeah, this is a good book. I thought it was a very solid book. Especially with the fact that I really did like that, um, I just said it two seconds ago. I don't know what you're talking about. The Selection Series. Okay, yes, yes. And how I really, really love that, and those books all got... Well, except for the last one. All those books got a five out of five for me. The last one got a four out of five. It was still good, but it was predictable. I had to take a point away. Of course. Um, But I I just feel like on top of that, 
with me being obsessed with Hamilton, with it being 4th of July, with me just having finished that series, like, it, it was the perfect read, which is why I wanted to give it a high score. Right. But, but there the, might have, the, there's issues along the way that you had trouble with. Plot point issues. I cannot disagree on you with that one. I, that one, yeah. I'm not, it was, it was really good writing. I liked her writing style. I liked the flow. I liked the speed. Yes. Um, So I didn't have any issues with that at all. I didn't have any issues, like the put down thing that we always say, like if you put it down. No, I was like, no, this, I have to keep. Yes. The only time I was like, I have to put this down was more or less the, I'm mad at this book. I have to take five from this book because I'm so freaking mad at what the characters are doing. One character characters i'll just put characters down in particular what they're doing that i don't agree with them and i have to stop Mm -hmm. but other than that it's just it's a good book straight straight up before we get into it if you guys are still listening and you still haven't read it do it It, it's good i will recommend this book even though i technically gave it a 3.9 i would still recommend this book to anyone i think it is fantastic and just the thought of like the what if factor Oh, yeah. Behind the American history. Oh, God. That yeah. got my that got my little heart going. Very much so. I agree. All right. So let's jump into it. Let's jump do in. this. We're doing it. <sighs> okay. So we open up. I think we start with Beatrice. Yes. And she is in a meeting. She's not really enjoying the meeting that she's in. Whatever. That's mm-hmm. pretty much just kind of like the flavoring at the beginning. <laughs> what, what I love then about the beginning, though, is they don't mess around mm-hmm. with... This is what's happening. This is really what the book's about. And the and the way they do that, I thought was hilarious. Their parents pretty much like <laughs> catch you. And yeah, it was oh my gosh. Like when they give her the file and they're just like, Oh, here's the here's, file. Here's the a eligible po- Here's potential suitors. Pick yeah, one. Pick one. That will be your future husband. Have fun. Yeah. And like they explain it in the, in a nice way. Like they're like her parents, that's how they met. Like her mom was very infamous within their circles mm-hmm. of um, courtiers. She had two titles. You know, she was amazing southern girl. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they grew to love each other. And now they have three children. So, basically, I guess before they, they get to that, the whole reason that this is happening is because up until her grandfather's reign, right, only men... Mm-hmm. could inherit the throne. Right. Her grandfather passed a rule that said it's the firstborn. It doesn't matter if it's a girl or a or boy. boy. And so she's going to be the first female yeah, monarch, monarch in general. Right. And their whole, like, idea about why she should at least start... They originally just start with dating. You should just start dating, dating somebody. Mm-hmm. Now, as the book progresses... It progresses. Things happen. Yeah, and, it, and we'll get into that. But I just thought the opening was so very smartly well done to literally, like, go pop you into this. We have the royal family here in the United States. You know, you have all of these um, duchess and dukes based off of the, the original 13 colonies mm-hmm. had the original, like, duke and... And, like, the signers, yeah. And the signers had titles. Your founders are basically American royalty. American royalty. And then, based off of how they proclaimed the states... Um, I was right. <laughs> I got a point. Um, <laughs> based off of, like, as they progressed the rest of the states, 
each like they almost have like have one representative of each state almost within the yeah, court. Basically. Um and I thought some of the titling for their for their courtiers was bizarre. A little like, bit. like really, really bizarre. Like the one that for her mom, it was like sub or Duchess of Savannah. Yeah. And I was like, wait, what? And then I well, looked I mean, at like, like, I was like, Georgia. Oh, she's she's a Duchess and she's from Georgia. Okay, yeah. Yeah, okay, but okay. like, I mean, think about it. It's basically the same thing in England. Mm-hmm. So they have Duchess and Dukes of Estates. So you have yeah. the Duchess of Cambridge, the Duke of Cornwall. It's not just like a city state, but it's like estates, like famous yeah. Landmarks and which cities would make sense and that and... she would be one of the bigger ones, like yeah. Georgia and Savannah. But I was just like someone like I don't remember who Beatrice's love interest's title was going to be. It was something really bizarre mm-hmm. too. It was like a duke. It was a dukedom. I know that, but God, I'm trying to remember now. I don't even remember. I I have things written down here about his about his name. I thought that was funny, yeah. but <laughs> um, yeah, that was the intro, and then. We immediately move into um, Nina's perspective, which I thought was a bizarre jump from Beatrice to... To Nina. To Nina. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it would have been an easier transition if you had gone from Beatrice to Sam to Nina. Right. So that way you even understood why Nina was important. Was even important. But at the same time, Sam and Jefferson are off getting into trouble. So like... Yes. It does. It They're on their own world tour. Pretty yeah, much. it does make sort of sense. It does make sort of sense, and I liked that we got Nina in an element of what it looks like for somebody outside of the royal family. Mm-hmm. I liked that. I thought that was a good added character. Yeah. Um, sorry, you're typing, and I'm getting. I'm, my brain's going off track. The funny thing is, is I, I know I'm typing, but I'm staring her directly in the eyes while it's I'm unnerving. typing. Unnerving. Because I know where my buttons are. I don't oh, need to look at my phone, okay? Unnerving. I was that kid in science class when I was 14 that was like T9 texting on my phone in my pocket. Like, no, I don't even need it. No. Anyways, um, we meet Nina in college, mm-hmm. and she's taking a class. And she's totally normal. She's your everyday girl, pretty straightforward. Um, her mom used to work for the king. Yep. Somehow. I'm not sure exactly what position she had. It wasn't, like, super high up. No, but she worked, like, as the mediator mm-hmm. guy. Like, the what the guy did in the book. Mm-hmm. The mediator guy. Um, I guess that was what Nina's mom did. I thought... I didn't realize until, like, a little bit later on, like, after we get to know Nina in that first chapter, that her mom, are moms are lesbian. I was, I was kind of like, oh, okay. That's. I don't feel like they made too big of a deal out of it. They didn't. They made it sound so normal and natural. Yeah. And so I think that's probably the reason that you glossed over. Yeah. yeah, I glossed over that fact. And I came back and I kind of felt bad that I did. I don't think you should feel bad. So here's, here's my reasoning behind it. I think that what the author did was beautiful because she made it to she right yes yeah she made it so nonchalant well it almost that it, like it's, in that it's time, normal it's not a big era, deal you shouldn't notice it in that world that they live in that isn't a big deal yeah and it's, it's not just, a big deal it's not like it is right now where everything is such a big deal it's just another one of those what ifs that i love about the book I know, and I didn't even, that's what made me mad, is I didn't even pick up on that what if. I think that's a good thing, though. But I do, I agree with you. I think that is a great thing that that is presented in a format like this. You have, of course, the big what if is, what if 
George Washington didn't decline and actually became king Mm -hmm. um, of the United States. But also, what if this wasn't that big of a deal and and these two people can be together and have a daughter and and work within politics and have all this... All these rights. Yes. It's crazy and amazing, and I loved it so much. I I, I really did like that part of the book. Nina's part really kind of flows into Sam's part, which I thought was very interesting, Mm -hmm. because a lot of Nina's parts do flow into Sam. Like, this is what's happening with Nina, but then, like, Sam comes into Nina's chapter, and then immediately goes into Sam. Because they're best friends. Because they're the best of friends. What did you think about them meeting when they were children in the White House? I'm going to be completely honest, Mm -hmm. I don't remember this part of the book. It was really, really small. It was basically Nina was describing how she had gone with her mom for the interview and she was just sitting in a chair down in the servants' quarters and Sam just hooks around a corner and goes, hey, you want to play with me? Oh, yeah, hey, we're friends now, yeah. Hey, we're friends now, I'm looking for my my brother. I sort of remember that now. And we have to go find him and you have to play with me and that's, that's it. And then... Um, they accidentally stumble upon the king as he's walking out and Nina's mom and <laughs> Sam immediately goes, you're coming back tomorrow, right? Yeah. And the king's like, I don't see an I, issue. Yeah, I guess you're it. hired. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, she was going to have the job regardless, I think. But he was like, yes, I think you should bring your daughter back. And um, Nina's parents, I thought, were very good about trying to help Nina to be friends with Sam but also realize that that's that's not our world we don't live in that world you need to be very cautious and safe which is why I appreciate that because you're gonna see other characters who whose parents and who they themselves are just like no you need to be in that world you need to do whatever it takes to be a part of that world and this is the route that you're gonna go on versus them that are like look Mm-hmm. that's not the life that you want that's not the life that we have don't get ideas of grandeur be careful and guard right. yourself because you don't not want that, that kind of negative attention not that you can be friends with them you can very much be friends with them just be safe there are risks that come with it though there and you need to be aware of it and I, I like that because you get two different sides of it yes but and then we go into Sam's chapters and Sam's chapters at the beginning were very conflicting in my opinion okay just by understanding her so, like, that first glimpse we get of her is she comes back and she goes running with her dad. Mm-hmm. And, like, how, like, prestigious that is that you get to go running with the king and Beatrice does this all the time. But yet, you know, Sam gets to go do it with him this morning. And the, the their conversation isn't really, like, what you would He, like, scolds her but doesn't really, like scold her at the same time but they kind of explain around that and it's basically like look beatrice was the only one that had to worry about the monarchy and so that's part of the reason that sam and jeff are able to just go out and kind of do their own thing and party and get into trouble and like when they came back and they realized what was going on with like the setup with beatrice they were relieved about it because they were like we'll get in a little bit less trouble because the attention's not going to be on us so but that's that's literally how they've grown up their whole life is knowing Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's probably not great to screw up, but, like, we don't Mm -hmm. have the speculation that Beatrice does. So, yeah. And then the whole first part of the book, um, the first few chapters, they're pretty much going right into, like, a a titling ceremony, basically. Mm -hmm. Um, They're going to be, every every year they they title, like, four or five new people. Mm 
Um, so they can have always new people coming into titles. Yep. Because they're a growing country is what they state, which I think is silly. But then they, they have all 50. Yeah. They have all the states. I don't know why they need more more courtiers or anything. But for some reason, that is a thing. And they're at this. So all of our characters are at this ball, including the one we haven't talked about yet, Daphne, which I wanted to put her on the back of this just because. Because she deserves to be in the back. <laughs> not denying any of that. She's a scoundrel. Yeah. She's not Damn a good girl. Her. Um, even though she does try to do some good things, but not always. Um, but that's kind of where our, our, one of our plots, or two of our plots, actually, Mm -hmm. kind of develop. Actually, no, I'm going to say three. Three of our plots really develop right there at the beginning. Mm -hmm. So, Beatrice is told, at this event, you will meet all of these suitors. Get them out. Feel them out. See how you feel about them. Mm -hmm. Chat them up. Well, Sam and Jeff, like you said, just came back from vacation, and Sam immediately runs to the bar um, to get her and Nina some drinks. Mm-hmm. And while at the bar, she read, she runs in to Theodore, mm-hmm. also known as Teddy, yep. and he is one of the Dukes out of Massachusetts, or he's going to be a Duke. He's going to be. He's not a Duke yet. He's, he's not going a Duke to be. He's, in line. he's in line for the title for the Dukedom in Massachusetts. They strike up a conversation, they get real friendly, and then they decide to go hide out in the Make out in a closet. closet. <laughs> and all this time Beatrice is going through her ceremony, but before she does that, I need we need to take a stop and talk about her in her dressing room with her bodyguard. Connor. How do you feel about that? I love Connor. <laughs> I hate Connor. Why? I hate Connor. I'll just go into it more details as it progresses, but I don't like Connor. It's not that I don't like Connor. I don't like either of the men that were technically supposed to be for Beatrice. Yeah. I, I, I don't I don't agree with either of them, and I don't like how things progressed with them. But basically what you need to know is that in that moment, there is a connection. Uh-huh. Um, Connor has been with Beatrice all through college and is almost, I think, the exact, that they're the same age, almost. Um, but he's part of the Revere mm-hmm. group, which is their elite task force named for Paul, Paul Revere. Revere. I'm sorry. This author in her wording of titling of things it's is perfect. awesome. I have to give props to her up front and, and just be like, you you did this mm-hmm. amazingly. There are things in here that I never would have thought would have been funny. But it's I, good. I love that she played on Roosevelt as Teddy. He's like, my friends call me Teddy. And yeah. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> I'm such a nerd. I love it. But, so they have a connection right before Beatrice is supposed to go out. But they hide that connection. They don't really, they don't really progress on that. It, you can just kind of feel the tension in the air between them. Because they're, they grew up kind of almost together. So... Also at this party, Nina, apparently, things happened prior to the twins going on vacation. Somehow, Nina ended up in the prince's bed. Mm-hmm. And the prince then promptly broke up with Daphne, his four-year-long relationship. Yes. So. And then they went off on their world tour. And then they went off on their roll tour. So we have a lot of unfinished business between Nina, Daphne, and Jeff. And Jeff's friend. Which is weird. But we'll get to that in a minute. 
Um, so why don't you talk about that since I've been monologuing? So first of all, just real quick, out of all of the couples, okay. cu- possible couplings okay. in the story, yeah, I ship Nina and Jeff so hard. Did you really? I so hard, man. Like, okay, so yeah, it was just like um, one night hit and quit it. They didn't even hit it. You know what I mean, though. They, it, it all was they like, did was make out. Yeah, they just made out, but it was obvious that there was something there. There was like a connection and feelings behind it, yeah. and I think that is part of the reason because mm-hmm. we're going to talk about later with Daphne and her little whatever. Um, one of them goes all the way and one of them does not. And I think that that was a really nice way of Mm -hmm. doing, like, there's a difference between lust and, like, actual care and affection for somebody. And, like, I don't know if she was trying to do, like, a, if you care, take your time, wait it out. I don't know. But, like, I think it's just obvious that there's a difference. I think, though, I that to me uh, maybe i'm taking it to no 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 no. i think i think it the way the author did it is that to daphne going all the way was another pawn another piece another thing that she could hold and like either use it and use it it to her either use it against him or use it to her advantage publicity wise like I've never slept with any like her yeah. her obsession of being the perfect like candidate to be princess is absurd like she she does everything she she never drinks mm-hmm. she never does anything without having any type of publicity attribute to it mm-hmm. and the fact that she literally says in her own little opening is that I literally then, after we broke up, turned around, called my connection at, like, one of the main ma- newspaper magazine, please, and leaked it all to her. Mm-hmm. But I did it in a way to make myself look good. Yeah. Well, I mean, but at the end of the day, she's a total bitch. Like, when... Mm, that I'm trying never realizes. I'm trying to remember her name. This is going to sound really racist. It's Asian. It's like Hashima... Oh, her friend? Yeah. Hashimi? Hashia. That's how I pronounced it. I I don't remember. Anyway, when she blackmails her just because she found out about the little sexcapade or whatever, I was like, wow. Okay, that's way further. I know. But, like, I'm just just pointing out that she's not a good person. I really don't. I want her to get hit by a car. (laughs) I just... Alright. Well, going back to the party, um... Daphne has pretty much got it in her mind that she is going to be a princess. That is her goal. That's what she's always wanted in life is to be a princess, to have that tiara. So she is determined to get Jeff back. Um, so she flirts with him pretty much all night. And he he flirts back too. I'm sorry. He flirts. He is. I think he's just a flirt. I don't think that he actually had strong interest in her. Not anymore. I think that's his personality. Because he halfway through the dance. Yeah. And when he sees Nina, he goes runs after Nina. So, and then Jeff's friend, who name escapes me right now, comes Elliot? Elliot. It is Elliot, for sure. Uh As soon as you said it, yeah. Uh, Swoops in and, and 
basically picks up where he left off, which is the best wingman, I think, in the world mm-hmm. that does that. Um, but, so that happens at the ball, and then Jeff runs after Nina and finds Nina out on a balcony patio area, and they talk, and they pretty much, she shuts him down. Like, he already kind of wants to be in a relationship. He wants to feel that out yeah. with her. And she pretty much goes, no, this isn't going to happen. It's not, you know, I'm not doing this with you. But There's... just remember how she was raised. Right? right, which is totally how she was raised, how yeah. her mom's taught her. Um, and you can kind of see, like, he's hurt and not, you know, that that does hurt him. Yeah, but they, they still want to be friends. But, yeah, unlike Connor when he's turned down, he doesn't throw a baby fit. I do like Connor, but Connor threw a baby fit. Yeah more than just a baby fit i know but yeah no um also something interesting that happens at the party we find out that teddy the gentleman that hooked up with sam in the coat room is one of b's suitors yep dun 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 not only is he one of b's suitors he's the he's the suitor (laughs) so basically what comes out but at the same time remember beatrice doesn't know beatrice doesn't know that he hooked up with sam sam yeah she i don't think she would have I know she would not have picked him no. if she had known that. I don't know what she would have done. Because Beatrice is very much the character that, as you progress in the book, you you come to realize that she has this horrible habit of a true monarch. The crown comes first. first. And if you've ever watched The Crown... Mm-hmm. You know how frustrating it is to watch a couple go through shit all because the crown crown comes first. first. So annoying. But I gotta give Teddy props because, like... He understands. Exactly. And, like, there are so many times, even when she's just, like, talking about how she feels, how, Mm -hmm. like, she's just, like, I can tell... That he's not doing this because we have, like, a mutual attraction or a care for each other. Right. But everything he does is done in a caring manner yes. and done with respect. But, yeah. like, at one point... He even says, I respect you as my, 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 my queen. queen. And so, like, she was like, yeah, he's not doing this out of, you know, possible Obli- girlfriend or whatever. Yeah. He's doing this out of obligation to his monarch. But right. he's doing it in a very nice and careful way. Oh, he's the sweetest thing ever! And he plays it up media wise so like no one suspects anything they they actually look like they're doing things the right way right but so i mean i i respect the shit out of teddy so basically what happens after this ball the outcome of it is that beatrice um invites teddy to the opera like a family date (laughs) like a family date uh daphne is nowhere closer to getting jeff back nina and jeff are not sure about really where they're at but and, they're still talking. And, but they're still talking. And Sam is a salty bitch. A little bit. She has... She, does, she doesn't understand everything yet, though. She doesn't. She doesn't understand why Beatrice is dating Teddy. Beatrice doesn't know why Sam is upset about her dating Teddy. Jeff is oblivious to shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is Jeff Ryan in this uh, equation? Is he an ostrich? I don't even think he's an ostrich. I think... He's the typical male character that doesn't believe that people are out to get him and that... He's too trusting. And that everything is always going to be okay. Yeah. No matter what I do, it's always going to be okay. Which, unfortunately, I think that has that mentality because he's the only boy. The public loves him. And Beatrice states on multiple occasions, the public is 
is broken between having her as queen or somehow rewriting the law and having Having Jeff as the king, the future king. And that's something that weighs very heavily on Beatrice. And you see her struggles in life as she moves through the the few months that we, we get to see her together. Um, yeah, because this book does not take place over a long period of time. No. And I and I have to say, the whole falling for your bodyguard... Okay, that trope is outplayed. I, I, will, I, will I was that. so frustrated with her and Connor getting together. I knew it was going to happen. Like, unfortunately, from that very first scene that we see them interact together, you know they're going to be love interests. You know this is going to happen. It's a train wreck, and you're just going to have to sit there and, and watch it. Now... I did like, um, what was the scene? I loved the scene at the Wawa with Nina and Jeff mm-hmm. when they finally decide to take the plunge. Yep, I'm going to go ahead and do it. But and at, at this it. point, are they still keeping it a secret or is this when they're, yes, yeah, they're still, okay. They're still keeping it a secret. They don't want, Nina doesn't want to be in the public's eye. Mm-hmm. And Jeff agrees. He says, that's fine. Yeah, we it sucks anyway, yeah. We, that, that'll just be a thing. He doesn't honestly think it's necessary. He thinks it'll be very you know, support, people will just be supportive and be okay with it. And, yeah. You know, Sam will be our biggest fan and it'll just be, everything will just be okay. Like, that's his mantra. Everything's going to be Everything's going to be fine. Because everything. nothing really bad's happened to him at this point. No. So, do we want to talk about what happens at the theater or do we just want to skip to when they go on their family vacation? I mean, we might as well. Okay. So what were some things that you liked or disliked about when they went to the theater? So basically what happens is the whole family decides to go to the opera. Mm-hmm. And Teddy is there. Nina actually goes because Sam invites Nina. Yep. And Jeff shows up. Which is... Does well, his thing. I don't does know. his... He basically is there because Nina is there. And he yeah. wants a shot at Nina. Um, but the, I mean, the dialogue... It. Oh, he does, yeah. The dialogue between Beatrice, Sam, and Teddy, though, I thought was so funny. Because <laughs> they're... They sit... Beatrice sits down. Sam's on one side. Teddy's on the other side. Teddy asks her, like, oh, I, you like the opera? And she's like, no, I have no, no idea what I'm doing here. I Sam's actually the one that's more into, into, the, it. into this. And then Teddy says... And then Beatrice says, or not Beatrice, Sam says, yeah, even though you have the title, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And she says it in a way that you can tell. She's she's, a salty bitch right now. She's a salty bitch. She doesn't like the fact that her sister has all these titles and all this prestige and that, you know, she's the spare. She's the sparrow. She, She doesn't have a reason to be there other than to be the party girl or to be the spare. That That's mm-hmm. pretty much it. And Teddy, I loved how he navigated that. He pretty much worked worked to be like, well, let's talk about this play and, yeah. you know, what we're watching. and Kept trying to be like the light air in the room and keep yeah. the peace between everybody. Like I said, I respect the hell out of Teddy. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I feel like when you read some of these books like this, mm-hmm. when there's like two love interests or whatever, mm-hmm. one of them you love and the other one you just have to hate. I don't hate Teddy. I don't don't think he's definitely not right for Beatrice. Like, I don't like the fact that he didn't come outright and say that he hooked up with Sam. Like, that is never even brought up until later in the books where Sam literally outrights and tells him, why didn't you tell her that? And he literally flips it on her and goes, why didn't you tell her that? So I actually, that part in particular, I 100% back Teddy on that. Once again, 
Teddy is in line for the dukedom. He does not even have a title yet. Okay, mm-hmm. the only reason that he's in any vicinity to the royal family is because Beatrice asked him to be there. Okay, he has no right to go tell him, "Hey, just so you know, your sister, the princess, the monarch, you know, you know, in the monarch family or whatever, um, we hooked up." He he has no position to spill her yeah. personal business like that. Meanwhile, not only is she royalty, but that's her sister. If anyone's going to tell Beatrice, Sam it should have been Sam. Sam outranks Teddy. Yeah. Like, full on. She even says that throughout the whole series. Yeah, I outrank you. Uh, I outrank you. You have to do as I say. And I feel like that's more like a ploy. Mm-hmm. Like a funny quip. Yeah, I think, I think she's flirting with him that she way. She totally like, is. Yeah. Um, but that whole, the whole opera scene in the book, I felt like was just thrown in there to just basically reiterate Beatrice is, is crown driven. She's always going to put that before herself. She's going to put her duties before herself. This whole thing with Teddy is, is just up to get off, to just get it done and over with. Sam actually likes Teddy and is invested and is upset that her sister gets to do all this stuff. Yeah. Nina is... Nina <laughs> and Jeff is Jeff. Um, yes. Daphne, we don't see for quite a bit of the story, actually. She's off doing other things, um, which leads us into their Vermont getaway. You okay. mean the one where everyone else went to Vermont and uh, what's her face and Connor went on a get stuck in the no, storm? They, they also went there. They're oh, on their okay, way so, there. Yeah, but they got stuck. They for... got stuck in a town like an hour or two away. Yeah, tell your ride or whatever. Yeah. So, every year, um, the family goes to Vermont for the holidays to get away from the public eye, to relax and settle. They have one interview at the beginning of the trip, and then it's pretty much no cameras for the rest of the trip. Yep. So, we have the whole family there. So, we have the the king and queen, all the children, Teddy. Nina. Nina. And Jeff's friend, Elliot. Elliot. As well as um, the king's sister and her husband, which um, Princess Margaret, Margaret. Mm-hmm. Mary, married for love in the end. Mm-hmm. I thought the way she was portrayed was really bizarre, considering she's supposed to be a, um, oh God, what's the word for um, faux pas for um, the actual queen, uh, Princess Margaret from the UK. Really? Yes. I didn't catch on to that at all. Yes. So, if you actually ever watch The Crown, mm-hmm. the actual Queen Margaret, not Queen, Princess, Princess Margaret, Margaret was originally in a married in a relationship with a married man that worked for The Crown. Okay. She got they wanted to get married. However, her sister, the Queen, mm-hmm. um, originally was on the fence on whether or not she would allow the marriage to happen. In the end, she had to pressure her sister not to marry said person because he would have to get a divorce, and that's not That's a no-no to the public lot, yep. That's not Gucci. So that's somewhat similar to the actual Princess Margaret that we have in our book. She originally wanted to marry for love, but was basically pressured out of that relationship because she'd have to give up her title, everything, her status, whatnot. In the end, she does end up marrying kind of like a an actor playboy but it's okay because he technically has a title yeah which i think is just a setup because i don't know yeah, i'm not i think that they're trying to show two sides of a coin because i, oh, I don't of course. yeah 
I think they're, I, mean, I think that one of them is going to end up marrying for love and one of them is not. Because, I'm sorry, you don't set her up with somebody like Connor. And wh- whether or not you like him or not, it is mm-hmm. obvious that Beatrice has has real, real feelings for him. Which actually plays out during the Vermont trip. Mm-hmm. She hung back, even though her boyfriend at the time, which was Teddy, yeah. was going to be there at Vermont with the family. She had... Obligations. She had, like, a royal thing that she had to do, She yeah. was like, I have to do this. It, you might as well. I'll just I'm, come the next day. I'll just come yeah. the next day. Well, they get snowed out and have to land in a town, village an hour out from where they're supposed to be. Her and Connor stay in, like, a and b it sounded like, almost. Yeah, just, like, an inn or, like, a cabin type. Yeah. They wrote, they said it was a cabin, but it sounded like a more like a and b almost. Yeah. Um, where they make pasta. but like connor as much as i like him for her connor's kind of been a dick since she got engaged to teddy he's well they're not even engaged yet well you know what i mean but like since her relationship Mm -hmm. started with him he's been distant and just very serious and you know and before this even before they had their little thing in the dressing room or whatever like Mm -hmm. Because he'd been her bodyguard for a minute, like they had a very friendly relationship. They, very, they were open and trusting and yeah. great with communication. And he's just being a dick right now. Yeah. So I I was excited when the cabin scene happened because yeah. like the old they finally Connor get to like bring down the walls and actually have a conversation. And honestly, you do feel that love connection for them, and you feel mm-hmm. honestly emotionally sorry for them right off the bat. Yeah. Um. And yeah, it, it's just, it's sad. And the really weird thing about the Vermont, all the stuff that happened in Vermont, there was, I mean, <laughs> the stuff for Sam, it was just like, yeah, I had to like deal with Teddy the whole time. Yeah. That was pretty much it. I think the most bizarre part about the Vermont trips when Daphne showed up. Oh, when she like worked her way into the party, the exclusive party. Yeah, because didn't Elliot vouch for her? Yep. Yep. She, so basically her family will helps her do whatever they can to meet Daphne's goal of becoming a princess. Mm-hmm. That's really all we're told up front. We're, we're not really told about anything else. QED, we will get into that later. Yeah. Um, so she decides, okay, I'm going to go and rent a cabin out where they're staying and try to get into this exclusive. I'll run on Jeff. I'll run into Jeff on the slopes, which she does. Yeah. She goes skiing with them but he flat out tells her i'm seeing someone else we're not getting back together yeah he flat out tells her which i have to give jeff props for that that was really good of him to just do that and not just try to lead her on yeah um but she doesn't take no for an answer and she decides to go to try to get into this the exclusive like year-end party that the Mm, king and queen always throw um she sent like texts from her mom's phone to her phone to make it look like Jeff had invited her and the bouncer just like hey you're not on the list it's not happening girl I'm sorry even though I know you and I know you're not a flight risk you're not on the list and I have to stay to the list and then Elliot comes out and goes oh yeah I forgot to tell you so and so that Jeff uh, put Daphne on the was supposed to put Daphne on the list so is it okay if I take her back and he's like well yeah I guess so if it really was supposed to happen yeah then we get to see actually Elliot and Daphne together for the first time, and that, oh my god! You want to talk about like that's sparks? a match? Yeah, that's a match. Oh shit! But Elliot can't give her the title. 
he can't give her anything. He's he's a competitor. It, that's what I'm saying. Like she, she's not going to waste her time. She wants to be a princess. She wants her head is just so stuck up her ass. Like I don't. Yeah. They, they when all, she when, when she could actually have happiness. Yeah, she would rather have status over actual happiness. Yeah. And I just. I mean, I get it that every character has to have that character that just you want to pull their hair out, but, like... Yeah. So, pretty much at this party, um, she gets turned down by Jeff. Mm-hmm. Pretty much out flat, right? No, it's not happening. But that's also when she finds out who Jeff is with. Yes. She accidentally... She somehow pieces it together. Yeah. That... And it's through a conversation with Elliot that mm-hmm. she finds out that it's Nina. Mm-hmm. It's like a hunch, but then, it like, it becomes true to yeah. her... And she and Sam get wasted together. Mm-hmm. And she makes the joke of, I have been trying to win you over this whole fucking time that I was ever dating Jeff. And the only way I had to do that was just to get plastered with you. Are you shitting me yeah. right now? Um, but then, like, she never drinks. And Elliot comes swooping in and saves her and, like, is really chivalrous. And he even tells her, like, this is not how I want you no. to be. You, you, you're above this. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of all we get of Beatrice, or not Beatrice, of Daphne. Daphne. And then Beatrice comes back, or before Beatrice comes back, we get a pretty interesting scene between Sam and Teddy. Where they kind of come to an understanding of such as, like, Teddy literally tells Sam, like, look, I didn't know this was going to happen. I didn't even know I was there. If I had known. Yeah, my parents didn't tell me why I was going. Yeah, if I had known, I never would have let it go that far. And he didn't say that he wouldn't have gone to, like, the party, that he wouldn't have talked to Beatrice. But, like, I wouldn't have pursued you in the first place. Right. But he didn't say it. Which I can understand because, like, that's a shitty thing to say. But, like, I know he didn't mean it in a shitty way. Do you know what I mean? Like. Yeah. I agree. Because once again, I really liked it. (laughs) And then they kiss, and I'm just like... That was the only... Okay, not the only part. That was one of the parts that I had a problem with. Mm -hmm. Not because I didn't want it to happen. I did. But just like looking at a character perspective, if you're trying not to hurt someone more, if you know at this point, I am dating... Mm -hmm. I'm dating Beatrice. I'm dating the future queen. Right. This is my duty now. Me and you can't be together. Yeah. You don't go make it worse and make out with them again. I I feel like at that time, I feel like Sam was pretty much going, this is the kiss that's going to end all the other kisses. Yeah. Like, this is our closure. Yeah. And then, and and at that time, it kind of was. Because Beatrice comes back, and then it's all focused on Beatrice and Teddy, and... But now we have all these, like, little secret relationships going on. Because we've got Connor and Beatrice doing their secret thing. We've got Sam and Teddy doing their secret thing. We've got Jeff and Nina doing their secret thing. And Mm -hmm. then off to the corner, we have Daphne and Elliot doing their secret thing. Which isn't really a thing. Well, yeah. But it's it's a thing, (laughs) but it's not a thing. It's a a thing that's not a thing. It's a thing, a thing. All right. So then let's go from there. What's what's next? I'm going through the synopsis real quick just to make sure that I'm keeping up to date. I think it's literally the bombshell that afterwards that she she's like pulled aside by her dad. She's like some. Oh, is this when her dad? Yeah, because Connor. Connor is it Connor? Connor bodyguard. Yeah, Mm. he's starting to stay the night in Beatrice's room and then gets up early and like leaves. 
so that they can't be caught. And then one night and one morning she summoned to her dad's chambers and he pretty much tells her, hey, I have stage cancer, stage four cancer. I'm going to maybe make it for another week or so. So you're My, not, you're going to be queen soon and you need to choose a match. You're not just dating. Well, it's not even that you need to choose a match. She pretty much says, I think I've seen you with Teddy all this time. I think this is right. And yeah. pretty much Beatrice, I don't think Beatrice at that time tries to get out of it. I think she just feels Mm-mm. cornered at that point. Because then, because then he goes on to say, the la- the my dying wish pretty much is to walk you down the aisle. What daughter can't freaking say no to that? Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. I hate when parents do that. I hate when they do the double entendre to their kids. The one of those here here's this here's this thing. But I understand you're going to make your own decision, but this is my wish. This though. is my real wish. If I if I could do if I could do this, this would be it. I hate that. My parents were the king and queens of that shit. Are you kidding me? Yes. Ugh. Pissed me off so much. So, but here's here's what pissed me off about this whole scene, okay? Mm-hmm. That scene in particular didn't piss me off. What happened afterwards pissed me off. Okay, go for it. She didn't tell Connor. Well, she, of course not. She told him about her dad's diagnosis, but she didn't tell him mm-hmm. that she and Teddy were gonna get engaged. Nope. She didn't want to ruin it. Okay, but, like, that's gonna hurt him even worse, because you see what happens later. Like, she doesn't end up getting the chance to tell him. He finds out at the announcement. Mm -hmm. So, like, yeah, did he react poorly? Absolutely. But, like, girl. Yeah. At the end of the day, yeah, I know you don't want it to end, but you could have still been like, hey, just so you know, this is gonna happen. This is when I'm gonna do it. This is what, so we only have this much time. And you could have continued it till the end. It's gonna have to end at some point. You might as well give him a heads up about it. But like, she didn't want it to end. She wanted to live two different lives. You, you can't do that. Yeah. Well, so, like, yes, Connor it. reacted poorly, but he reacted poorly because of her. I think, yeah, but then he tries to do something. Well, yeah, he's like, marry me or I quit. <laughs> yeah, that's not okay. That's not okay. And, I, okay, I know the way he, do, he does propose to her is super damn fucking cute. It's so cute. It was so dang cute. But at the same time, you've been pouting this whole freaking time. Yeah. What the hell? No. Well, and that's that's the other thing that doesn't make me mad. I wasn't surprised. So uh, she tells her dad, "Hey, like I don't, I don't love him. I'm in love." Oh, that's right at the end. That's after the engagement, isn't it? Just right yep. after the engagement. That's towards the end. Oh shit! I'm getting too far ahead. I'm yep. sorry. <laughs> we still have here. Let me check the this whole, synopsis again. We still have the whole debacle with Nina and Jeff. Oh, with yes, and Daphne, and the, and then mm-hmm. her you with the friend. Oh my god. Okay, yeah, yeah. So you've jumped the whole. Yeah, I know. I'm just I jumped the shark. I I like anyway. So Beatrice Beatrice proposes to Teddy. It's not like she tells him, "Hey, you know, this is what's going on with my dad," and then he proposes. She's just like. Hey, I'm going to be queen. You want to get married? Like, <laughs> Not even that. Like, uh, I don't know. I, I find it But really that's when bizarre. he tells you that, yes, I respect you as my sovereign. I respect yeah. you as my queen. Like, Because she pretty much flats out tell him, I don't love you. This is pretty much to satisfy what I have to satisfy. Because I think it'll be easier and politically smoother if I have a man beside me, which is 
yes, that's horrible, and, and it just I don't like that. Yeah. Um, and he's so understanding I, about it, though. But like, here's something else. I think Sam takes it slightly better than what I would have expected. <laughs> like, Sam takes that... But she knows at this point, doesn't she? She does, yes. Yeah, so... I think that's why. Because in the beginning, she was throwing a bitch fit because she didn't understand. She originally thought... She doesn't know that their dad is sick until after they um, Beatrice proposes... She's still a little salty, but then she and her sister bump into each other um, late night one night trying to get some munchy food because they didn't eat. Mm-hmm. And they pretty much have a heart-to-heart, and Beatrice tells her everything. And they pretty much swear, you know, no more no more secrets. Um, Sam, I think, does tell Beatrice that Teddy kissed her in the coat closet, and that's why he wasn't at the ceremony, and... Beatrice doesn't react. She doesn't react at all to no. that. Like, she just was like, oh, okay. Like, I don't know what else you want me to say. Like, oh, that's- Well, you have to understand, though, that B's in a weird spot at this point. She's just proposed. This is supposed to be her husband. If she's doing her duty, right. she still has to go through with this. So she can't be like, oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't know. Well, I won't that- date him anymore. Because right. in her head, she's got duty. Like, Right, right. And then, then she tells Sam about the diagnosis. And Sam pretty much now understands this is what's going on. She still feels weird interacting with Teddy because she's the maid of honor and it's bizarre Mm -hmm. for her to interact with him like this. Um, B doesn't tell Sam, though, about Connor until later. Mm -hmm. Which I also thought was a bitch move because when Sam's opening up to you about Teddy, you might as well do the same thing. But once again, backing up B, always playing the devil's advocate. She's all about duty, and I don't don't think that she wanted to do that. I think, yeah, she probably, I don't know. I'm thinking in that circumstance, I think she maybe wanted to share with Sam, but at the same time, wanted to keep that piece of her private. She does try to have that conversation with Sam earlier in the books when she comes and visits Sam's room and asks, do you think Aunt Margaret is happy? Mm -hmm. Because in her mind, she needs to know can I really be happy if I'm Can I, I really Teddy? be happy with Connor if I'm not queen? If yeah. I don't, if I give up everything that I've literally trained my whole life for, am, am I, am I going to be happy? And I think that's, that's a hard question. Um, so then, this yeah. whole time that we're having all these issues with B and Sam and Teddy, we're having a whole nother issue with Nina and Jeff. Because the paparazzi found him making mm-hmm. out outside Nina's dorm. So pretty much they stalk Nina to the ends of the earth. They keep wanting to get interviews with her. They're like knocking on her door. They're texting her all the time. She finally gets away and gets to her mom's her mom's house. But then she won't. She cuts off Sam and Jeff completely and won't talk to either of them. Yeah. Which I think is fine. In that circumstance that's okay this is not what she wanted you did not want all this publicity you didn't want the publicity on your mom she literally gets stuck reading all those hate comments they were bad bad. like those hate comments were nasty and the way the crown the no when i say the crown i don't mean jeff i don't mean sam i don't mean beatrice i'm talking about the crown itself sends an adversary to their house and pretty much goes 
if you're going to do this, you have to sign all these documents. This is what we expect from you. By the way, your wardrobe is trash. You need to upgrade. You look like trash all the time. Upgrade. Yeah. You know, if you're going to go on any of these events, you have to look the part. You have to speak the part. And she pretty much asks the question, like, this has never been an issue with me prior. What's changed? Because now you're dating someone. You're not just a friend. Right. Now you're possibly in line for royalty. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, I get it, but, like, it was still a dickish And at that time, Nina pretty much comes to the understanding that maybe she doesn't want this again. And pretty much... Well, then Sam just came and made it worse. When she, she finally did. when she finally got there, she basically was blaming her for all of her problems. And right. she's like, what? I need my best friend right now. Get, get out. Like, yeah, you're not my friend. You're just a whiny bitch mm-hmm. that wants that wants to use me to prop herself up. And I think that was a turning point for Sam. I really, really do. I think Sam needed to hear that from Nina and to really understand that all her negativity, all of her hate towards Beatrice was so misplaced. Yep. Um, especially even after then their their little talk in the in the kitchen, that really just solidifies it. And then seeing her go to her dad's study Mm-hmm. And her dad then basically gives her a job that is important. You know, you start to see Sam come out of herself a little yeah. bit better. And she does apologize to Nina. And I love the way that Jeff apologizes to Nina with mm-hmm. bringing her the Wawa shake with extra M&M's. Yeah. I thought that was so freaking cute and so goddamn sweet. However, however, his bubble that he lives in is going to be their downfall. And I think it is their downfall because he still believes that everything in the end is going to be be fine fine and and okay. And he doesn't under, I don't think he truly understands what's going on with Nina. I think he kind of starts to understand at that point because Sam then goes to Jeff and then tells Jeff like this is all the shit we've done this is how it's affected her and he's like oh I never thought I didn't even think about that I never thought about that at the same time though I just I don't it's it's their doom it he literally doomed their relationship and I hate to say that I don't think and here's because Nina by that point is so all the way 100% we're going, we're doing this. We're I'm doing 100, it. We're, I'm 100% in. She expects Jeff to be 100% in, too. Yep. And I think Jeff, while kind of is 100%, he's he still thinks, like, this relationship is going to be, like, all my, my other... My role. other relationships. Jeff. He can be flippant. He can be... He can just be his normal self, and he doesn't have to put any effort into it. Mm-hmm. <sighs> uh, so then this, Sam has to help pick out B's engagement well, that, ring, right? that kind of leads into everything. So what's been going on with Daphne this whole time is that she's been trying to build up status, pretty much play off of Nina. She's the one that actually found all the photos of Nina looking like schmutt mm-hmm. and sent them to the newspaper. She's the one that basically told the newspaper about the relationship and got mm-hmm. it all leaked. So basically all this time she's been trying to push herself up through um, the political status by looking the better part off of Nina. Mm-hmm. And while that has worked, um, it hasn't really been all of it. And in that time, we also get to find out what happened that summer. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, her and Jeff basically kind of broke up that night almost. Yeah. Um, and, and, or no, not even that night. It, she was at 
She was at Hina's party. I am such an idiot. We've been saying Elliot the whole time, right? I, I just so. looked this back up. His name's Ethan. Well, congratulations, Ethan. You just became Elliot. Yeah. Can we just... Um, we're going to go back to Elliot. Look, I know <laughs> that you guys who actually read this are like, who the hell is Elliot? Elliot is Ethan, and uh, his name is Elliot now. So at just least get I got it. it with an E. Exactly. We knew it was an E. His name is Ethan. Yeah. I should have just pulled the book up. I don't know why I'm reading this. It just seemed easier to just pull up a synopsis so that I can get the... Okay, this is the order it goes in, but... Yeah. Oh, well. So, basically, prior to the infamous party... Um, Daphne and Ethan uh, were at Hina's party, and I guess Daphne was actually drinking and feeling down. So she goes out to the pool house to sit She's by like herself. feeling sorry about herself, saying it's so much pressure trying to be perfect all the time, and that mm-hmm. she wishes that she could just be normal, and... Right. And pretty much things, one thing leads to another, and her and Ethan... Do the deed basically sleep together she and ethan pretty much state that it was a mistake they shouldn't do that they should not have done that because daphne and jeff were still technically dating at the time and ethan wanted to tell jeff daphne said no um and just pretty much was like we're never doing it again well hina found out about that and pretty much told daphne hey look you need to tell Jeff, Jeff yeah. what happened. And if you don't tell Jeff, I'm, I'm gonna. going to tell Jeff. And you're going to be sorry that I did. So Daphne roofied her. Well, she technically goes to Ethan first and goes, what should we do? Yeah. This is going to this is gonna hurt Jeff. This mm-hmm. is going to hurt us. What, what should we do? And Ethan's like, just fucking tell him. Yeah. Just tell him. And let's deal with the afterfall later. So we can be together. Like, his whole brain is... So I, I want to be together, yeah. I want to be together. What the hell with Jeff? Kind of moment. Daphne is so fixed on this tiara that she wants it no matter what. So in her mind, she even tells Ethan, I think we should put something in her drink. And he's like, roofier? Are you yeah. cheating me? No. She did it anyway. And she did. She put a sleeping pill in her drink. Took pictures of her. Blackmailed her. She took pictures of her, but everybody else around in the party did too. Yeah. And made fun of She was like a funny ha-ha thing. Mm-hmm. And Ethan pretty much comes up and goes, we said we weren't going to do this. What are you doing? And she's like, I've been watching her the whole night. She's fine. Everything's okay. She's not okay. Well, the... This is what happens. And let this all be a lesson to you why we don't do this shit. Well, because the person woke up, or Hina now woke up and still in her drugged out stupor, understood that she was on a mission to tell Jeff something. So she goes up the stairs trying to get to Jeff, loses balance, and falls, falls down the stairs, hitting her head. And never wakes up. She goes into a coma. She goes into a she's coma. She's not dead, but she's not alive. But this whole time, Daphne has actually been visiting her in the hospital, talking to her, doing her nails, doing her hair. She's still not a good person. No, she gets gets no bonus points for that for me. But when the king is rushed to the hospital, we we get to see a pretty interesting moment between her and Hinata there. And Hinata actually squeezes her hand. Yeah. While even in the coma. And... I thought that was pretty endearing. Like, even though Hina, Hinata knows 
what her friend did was horrible and bad and just wrong outright, there's still some love there between them. And Mm -hmm. I thought that was really special and sweet that the author tries to at least show that Daphne is just a conflicting character. She's so driven by her desires that she does bad things, but yet there are still people in her life that still love her. Yeah. Now, since we're talking about Daphne, let's talk about some of the shit that her mom says. Oh my god, her mom's crazy sauce. Well, like, the whole time, we just think it's Daphne that's the one that is pushing for Mm -hmm. her to be a princess. We're wrong. Her mom is the whole instigator behind this. Yep. The whole, I was nothing, I became an actress, then I married your father, and now I'm a duchess, and I have this title. You have to do that. You have to marry into it. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah. It's, she's... It I doesn't so surprise shocked. me. It See, the thing is, it doesn't surprise me. Because you don't just grow up with that sense of entitlement that Daphne has without it being taught no, to you. but, like, the whole way that they spun it is that she took one tour and then she just decided, I'm going to be a princess. It's happening. Like, there, there you go. But yeah. then to really know that it's your mom pretty much bringing you up from infancy going, if you want something you want. You have to grab it and go for it. You mm-hmm. don't don't mess around. And she pretty much tell like they get word that Nina is going to this ball and that she's in this famous dress shop. Oh yeah, is this when she helps her pick out a dress yes. and then calls later and tells her she canceled? She she pretends to be Nina and then cancels her dress. Yeah. I that's like some shady shit. Yeah, she is shady. Are you kidding me? That's like I gotta give him props for her to, like, instigate that. Because Nina is so out of her element there. And she literally comes and tries to give that olive branch to Nina. And was like, hey, look, I know you're out of your element. I know this isn't normal for you. Let me help you. I'm friends with the owner. Everything will be fine and cool. But, like, Nina should have known better. Why would why would the ex-girlfriend help you? I don't know. I uh, Well, at the time, she and Sam weren't talking either. So she had no way of, like, yeah. getting any type of help or anything um but i found it really really sweet when she nina literally drives over to the white house yeah and, to sam's i need sam, help and and she's like i need help and wardrobe sam, emergency please i have a wardrobe emergency sam and's like yes we're friends again come with me and she shows them like the the royal dress room the royal or whatever dress room and nina's like all this time this has been here. This has been here, mm-hmm. and you've never told me. And he she, and Sam's like, you never cared to yeah. know, and you never were into shit like this. So how was I supposed? Why would to? I do that? Yeah. yeah. So they kind of have a little dress up moment between friends, which is and so then they sweet. make up and, and they it's cute. Yep. But then everything pretty much comes to an apex, um, because that night after the ball, Beatrice does something. She finally goes to her dad. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Sorry. I was texting (laughs) again. Um, No, so she's like, yeah, hey, um, I don't want to marry Teddy. Uh, I'm in love with someone else. She she tells Sam first, I'm calling off the wedding. I can't do this anymore. And she tells Connor that, I'm calling off the wedding. I can't do this anymore. And then Sam tells Teddy she's going to call off the wedding. But don't, don't say anything. Don't do anything. Because and Teddy it, agrees, I'll, I'll keep up the charade as long as I need to. You yeah, just, you, you just, just let tell, me know. You just let Once me know again, when it's ready. Good 
guy. Literally, I'm not gonna lie. Out of everybody in this book, Teddy's my favorite. Teddy is MVP. Yeah, whole book. He's great. He's a great character. So pretty much, but he, in his mindset though, he's thinking, okay, I'm not going to be able to be with Sam, somebody I actually love and care about, and Sam's going, finally get to be with somebody that I love and care about, and that sets that road going, and then be... You can't have happiness, though. It's, you're not ready for it. Basically, the author was like, oh, wait, there's more. <laughs> so she tells her dad, and her dad's like, look, I understand, but you don't know what it's like to be a monarch. Not only that, but you're going to be the very first monarch. Everything you do is going to be just scrupulated and, mm-hmm. and torn apart. Mm-hmm. And if the very first thing that you do as a monarch is marry a commoner, they're going to crucify not, you. You're not going to make it. it. He wasn't being a dick. He wasn't just like, no, I'm oh, not going to no. do it because I don't want to. Oh, no. I thought he, he very much went on a power trip at some points in that conversation. Yeah. Where she even goes, you could make it right. And he said, no, I won't. Just straight up. Yeah, yeah. I know. But I guess I tried to look at it from his perspective. His, his he's, heir, basically. He's not going to be there away. to help her. Yeah. He knows that. And so, like, and maybe it's just because, like, my dad's dead. So, like, I, I'm trying to look at it from, like, that perspective of, like, a father mm-hmm. who's not going to be there to take care of his daughter. Of course. She's going to be the very first monarch. And she's going to be doing it basically on her own. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I think, I think, because he's even tell as he, like, gives her all these reasons, he even tells her, as a father, I want you to be happy. As a king, I cannot allow you to do something to hurt the crown. Exactly. And he's like, I don't mean that you're going to be in love with your mom or whatever. He goes, but as a queen, you need to be able to rely on your husband. I married your mom because she's also nobility. She knows how it works. She knows how to help me run these state yeah. dinners. She knows how to do everything in the government that she needs to do yeah. as a queen. You need a husband yeah. that comes with a title because he's going to know what to do and he's going to know how to help you. A commoner's yeah. not going to know anything. Yeah. And he's like, I, I, it's not that I don't think Connor's not a nice guy and that wouldn't be able to make you happy. He's not going to be able to do what he needs that he needs to do to help you to back you exactly you know he in and her dad even goes far enough to say is there might become a time where he despises you beatrice he's going to hate for what you've made him do mm-hmm. and i literally sat when i was reading the book i was like she didn't make him do any of this he willingly agreed to marry her he should have known in his head i am marrying a sovereign this is not just going to be an everyday, ordinary life. Well, and on top of that, he also told her a story about basically, like, before he met his mom. There was some Or else. before he met her mom, like, he was in love with another girl. But mm-hmm. he gave her up because... The crown of, comes first. Because the crown always comes first. Yeah. Um, but then... And then he has a fucking embolism. <laughs> like, okay, it's not funny. It's really sad. No, and, like, here's the thing. You gotta put this in perspective. You have a character that is so... It is beaten into their... Like, etched into them, almost. That everything that happens is because you didn't put the crown first. Yeah. It rains, you didn't put the crown first. A volcano erupts, you didn't put the, fr- you didn't put the crown first. Yeah. And so, like... Beatrice is sitting in a hospital beating herself up because she wanted to marry Connor. She's never going to be able to see, look at Connor in the same way again. Yeah. Ever. Never, ever. I know. And 
Teddy is literally sitting there going, well, hang on a second. Am I, it's still putting up the ruse of the devoted fiance, yeah. the future king, king consort, I guess. Yeah. Um, and, and Sam is so confused. She doesn't know what's going on. Which is understandable. She, yeah. And she, she was expecting Beatrice to call off the wedding and be able to be with Teddy. But now she has to put up a front with that. And we, and then Nina and Jeff got into a tiff the previous night. So she's not even aware of the situation. Her and, te- or her and Jeff pretty much broke it off because the, um, the Daphne factor came into play again mm-hmm. because Daphne pretty much cornered Nina and pretty much pulled on Nina's fears yep. and everything. And manipulated pretty, her again. And manipulated her into breaking up with Jeff. <laughs> Daphne even comes out and says, yeah, I'm the one. I did it. I did it. I, yeah, did it. I, I canceled your dress. I and made you, look- you can't do shit about it. And yeah, yeah. She even she even points out the fact, that, yeah, go go tell Jeff. I dare you to go tell Jeff. He's not going to believe you. She, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. And I don't... Goes back to that goddamn bubble. It, yeah, he is so oblivious. It just oh, it's upsetting. I'm really waiting for um, Ethan to do something or confirm something. Maybe in the second, second book. In the second book, that'll make Jeff understand that Daphne is not who she is appearing to be. Mm-hmm. She's not your friend. She's not your ally. She she's there for one purpose, and that's to use you. And I don't honestly think Jeff has ever ran into anybody like that that has been trying to use him. At least that he's caught trying to use him. Right. I am sure that there have been people in his life that have used him for his status before. But he's, once again, he's in his bubble. Yeah. So he thinks everything's great and he trusts everyone. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so dad's in the hospital. Daphne sees the alert and she's like, I'm going to try one more time because she's Daphne. Um, and guess where Daphne is, though, at the current moment when she gets yeah, that alert. Yeah, at the hospital. Um, she sleeps again. Oh, yeah, with Ethan. Oh, with my Ethan. God. Yes. And then, like, they had that talk and he's like, look, there's something going on between us. And she's like, no, there's not. What? Yes, there. Yes, there is. She literally jumps out of bed, starts putting on clothes, and he's like, "What the heck are you doing?" And she's like, "Jeff needs us right now. We have to go." Yeah. Us can, you know, there is no us. There will never be an us. We have to go to Jeff. And it broke. It did break my heart for Nina though, because when she gets there, like Jeff and Daphne are like holding hands, and Daphne's like comforting him or whatever. And yeah. so, like, instead of being there for Sam and Jeff, she's just so hurt that she. She leaves. She leaves without saying anything. No one even yeah. notices her there. Sam does bring out the point, though, in the book um, later in that same moment of, Jeff, why is Daphne here? Why isn't Nina here? Yeah. And Jeff tells Sam that he and Nina broke it off. And Sam still goes, then why the hell is Daphne here? Yeah. Sam knows. Yeah. Of Sam course, knows. I would be shocked that Nina doesn't tell Sam everything that happened. Mm-hmm. And then Sam's starts to dig and dig and dig and dig because i i guarantee I you jeff would probably trust sam more than anything else we're not done seeing daphne in the second book oh of course not i on, honest to god i think that him and daphne are going to get back together she's got her claws back in him yep. even though they parted as friends they're they're going to get back together unfortunately the book ends on a cliffhanger 
Sort of. Real quick, just before we get to the cliffhanger part. So of course. Beatrice gets a couple minutes alone with her dad, and her dad is like, look, you're going to make a good queen. And it's like, it's really touching last words from your dad, basically. Yeah, but he still expects her to marry he Teddy. He still expects her to marry Teddy, yes, because he's like, look, at the end of the day, they don't respect you for being their queen. They respect you for the power that you yield. Yeah. And so you need to find something that you believe in and stick to it strongly and don't let that waver. Right. But I know that you're going to make a really good you know, really good. And he starts to like, you talk get the about feeling, like Connor, Teddy, whatever, like yeah. he's going to say something. And then the queen steps in and she's like, give him some rest, go take a walk. And as soon as they go on their walk, dad dies. Wow. Way to throw that one. There, Sorry. I'm just letting you, he did. He's gone. Dad's yeah. gone. King's I, gone. Yeah. And like the bells start tolling, the flag goes down and we basically end with everybody there Bow, kneeling to kneeling and bowing to the new monarch which is queen beatrice yep first female monarch in america yeah so that's kind of where book one ends book two is called majesty an yes. american royals novel that is already out in publication it is in hardback form um but do go check out your local library or bookstore and definitely check that um uh, pick that up if you are interested in it I'm going to try. I'm going to say yes. I'm totally going to read book oh, two. Oh, I'm absolutely going to read book two. Are you kidding me? Okay, I didn't know. Yeah, no. I mean, I once again, I gave it a 3.9 for a couple reasons. Daphne pissed me off too much. <sighs> I'm I'm so tired. I you don't know what? Care I'm okay her. with Daphne. I, I could handle Daphne. What I couldn't handle was Beatrice. I could not handle Beatrice to save my soul. Like, ugh. I, that's why I quit season two of the crown like i'm sorry i couldn't do it crown comes first you know what that's a bunch of poo poo but the thing is is i i don't even expect this to just be a two book series i expect this to be a few books right now it's only two but i think you're gonna see some serious character development for beatrice i hope so i hope she gets a backbone yeah i think that well they have to i think that they're gonna paint her as the i'm gonna follow every rule i'm gonna do exactly what i've been taught to do i'm going to do this this perfect i'm gonna control everything and i think she's gonna find out she can't not to interrupt you but here's, here's something that was pointed out in book one she's starting to rely on sam sam's opinion matters what Sam does and says to her matters. And the king pointed that out, too. He's like, you can help. You can help her. You can work with charities. Mm-hmm. Like, just because you're not the monarch doesn't mean you can't make a difference. Like, that right. was kind of like Sam's last touching moment type thing with her dad. Yeah. I kind of wish we got to see... The The reason why I took, honestly, the point off is, one, the Beatrice being almost, like, the main character was so frustrating, and I just had an issue with her. Mm-hmm. Also... I would have loved to have a male perspective in this book, whether that be um, Ethan's or Jefferson's. That would have been cool to mm-hmm. see. Um, I'm not denying I didn't appreciate the all-female cast, but just having... It a, did kind of make me feel empowered. Yeah, it, it definitely did. I just, I think having maybe a secondary, like even Teddy, like mm-hmm. following maybe some, like yes. just having a bit of Teddy thrown in there, where it was Teddy, like, point of view... Would have been nice flavoring for this. I'm curious to see. Are we going to follow the same four girls? Are we going to get Jefferson's point of view on something? Mm-hmm. 
I think I always find it interesting when we get a character that's in a book that we don't get their perspective of a situation. They're just the reactor to everything. But then we later get to see, okay, in this instance, this is what I was thinking. This is what I was feeling. But I think maybe then as I'm talking this through with you, I don't think Jeff would be a good one because he'd be so direct in what we've already known him to be. So maybe Teddy would, or Connor, that would be interesting to see. But then again, because he has the commoner perspective and he could really do some good for the people, Mm -hmm. you know, like, so I, I want to know because it hands on such a cliffhanger. Is she going to end up with Connor? Is she going to end up with Teddy? Is she, Teddy. I don't know if she's actually going to commit to marrying him, though. I think she's going to continue the public ruse. What's I think that she's do? going get to be... The, get down the aisle and right at the last minute, you're like, I can't do this. I, I don't think do she's going to hit the aisle. I think before she gets married, I think she's going to call it off. I think that they're going to continue their ruse for as long as humanly possible. And mm. then I think, if I'm guessing right, mm. I think she's going to somehow find a loophole that allows her to marry Connor. Maybe. So. Possibly. I don't know. I do know my book, I'm not sure about your book, had a little blurb like a few pages from chapter one of the second book. Mm-hmm. So I do know that um, they set a date. Her and Teddy. Okay. Her and Teddy do set a date, and it's been a much of a whirlwind. We do start off with Sam's perspective of everything okay. after her father passes. Um, I didn't get very much into that chapter because I had other things I had to read, unfortunately. Um, and I didn't want to honestly be spoiled. Yeah. I wanted to go into the second book not really knowing what Dude, that's how I felt when we read Me Before You. Remember when me, you, and Tia read Me Before You? Yes. Did you read the first chapter of uh, Me After You? Yes. I don't want to spoil it for anybody else, because that's not what we're doing right now, but if you've read that, you know what I'm talking about, yeah. and I'm just like, what? Yeah, I was kind so of So I kind of hate reading those anyway. shocked about that. Yeah. Yeah, that's a whole nother That's a episode. whole nother story for a whole nother day, and we've yeah. already been talking for like an hour and a half now, so <laughs> not quite that long, but we're getting there. So that's why I gave it a four out of five. I really just, I couldn't handle Beatrice. The ending kind of felt stagnant, almost, like it was a cliffhanger. It was your traditional cliffhanger, but at the same time, it was just kind of like, what? Yeah. Like, you knew you knew something like that was going to happen. You kind of called it. So, but at the same time, you just eh, eh exactly. about it. I don't know. So, still a great book. Definitely oh, recommend. Yeah, no, still great. Go pick it up. Tweet at us and let us know if you liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, check out our Instagram because Ashley posted a picture of our. Oh, we didn't even talk we about didn't, our sweet We didn't even talk about it. Our, we didn't even talk about our sweet treat. So, our dine for the day. For for today's dine, I made a homemade um, strawberry pie with... <laughs> yeah, just since you mentioned whipped cream, it's about time. <laughs> oh, that's going... Oh, my God. Continue. <laughs> yeah, that's not COVID friendly. No one else used that. No. I bought two. <laughs> One of them was specifically... She texted me and she's like, hey, I made strawberry pie. How much whipped cream do I need to get? And I went, um, a lot. <laughs> well, and here's the thing. So I was going through the grocery store, like, getting the ingredients, and I was like, okay, do I get ready whip or do I get the whipped, um... Like that you can get out of the tub? Out cool of whip. the tub. Yeah, yeah, Cool Whip. And I'm like, I hate the taste of Cool Whip. I don't know why. I think it's because of the, the, the you have the whipped cream and the plastic. Yeah. I don't like it. For some reason, 
It's not my thing. I prefer this stuff out of the can. And I was like, you know what? I'll just buy two. <laughs> I had two pounds of strawberries. I had the pie dishes, crust. I had to buy cornstarch. And then yeah. I had two things already with. I got up to this checkout, this self-checkout counter and the, the attendant would just happened to be walking by. She looked over. She's like, are you making a pie? And I was like, yeah. And she's like, wow, you were, you're going to be making a lot of pies. And I was like, no. No. Just the one. Just the just the two. And she's like, really? And I'm like, my family really likes Cool Whip. <laughs> so I went really overboard. You'll have to check out the photos on Wine and Dine podcast on Instagram. Yes. Wine will, and Dine pod. Follow us. Yeah. I'll post those. But And that, I'll send you the pies that I made too. Yes. I went overboard. I already had most of the ingredients that I needed. Oh, did you I, go out and get more? Oh, I went out and got more. I was just like, in my head, every time I need to make something, I don't check home first. I'm like, well, what if I just think I have this, but I don't actually have this? This is how we got three cartons of eggs and two things yeah. of milk glass bake off. I now <laughs> have enough at my house. I made two pies. Mm. I now have enough to make six more pies. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. I mean, all I got to do is get a, a get another tub of strawberries from the grocery store tomorrow, yeah. and I'm going to be set for the pie that I got to make. Like, tomorrow. I can only make one more chocolate pie, because that's all I have as far as ingredients for a chocolate pie, but I can literally make five more apple pies. They don't keep, so... Yeah, I know. I need somebody that just needs an apple pie, so... I mean... If you really need one, and um, you feel like paying for expedited shipping... <laughs> I will send you a homemade apple pie in one of those, like, coolers that they transport organs in for donation. <laughs> you know there's going to be some of our loyal fans out there that are going to need you to do that. And you don't have an account anymore for them to contact you. So it's going to be me. Yeah, so contact Ashley and then Ashley will get me your info. Please make Ashley's life harder than it already is. Um, actually, you guys can contact me if you... Um, I, I'm We're do- at Wine and Dine Podcast at yeah, gmail.com. Wine and Dine Pod at gmail.com. Um, Ashley actually answers that too. But, um, but the you, but only. She shares it. I so do. Technically, she can see it too. I can see it, but I'm not going to respond. <laughs> um, the only social media that I kept was Snapchat. I talked to my nieces on that. So, like, if you guys that's are really. That's your personal one. That's no, mine. that's for the subject tonight. My, oh. my personal one, I don't use anymore. <laughs> Yeah, if you're snapping glitter-free, it's not... You're not gonna find me, guys. Um, God dang it. Yeah, but if you guys already follow Sub Tonight Snaps, then uh, you guys... That's literally what it's... Sub Tonight Snaps. Um, is So, yeah. Right now I have a whole rant about Hamilton. It's pretty great, but... Um, yeah. So you can, you guys can always hit me up there if you need to. But I think you should just make Ashley's life a little harder and contact her with all of your details <laughs> so that she then has to remember those details, get those details to me, and then I'll, we'll figure it out. Just Unless your phone ghosts me again. Yeah. Well, yeah. I can't, I can't help you there because my phone apparently doesn't like her as much as I enjoy ghosting her, so. It's because I don't FaceTime you probably. No, I mean, everyone else comes through. Like, no one else, no one else got ghosted. It was just you. <laughs> just chose me. Yeah. Chose me. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, we those are our thoughts, our feelings, our opinions of American Royal by Catherine McGee. Again, me and Megan pretty much rated this book very high, and that's very, very impressive if I'm close to giving it a five, so that means you totally need to read this book. Right. 
Um, but that is everything here for tonight. We will be back in August with our wrap up for all the things and goodies we did in July. So definitely look out for that episode. But here it is. I'm Ashley. I'm Megan. And this is Wine and Dine. Oh, okay. It's to me. No, I was just saying, hey, I got one. Oh, and, you got and one? And then, but you took it, so now. No, I don't. I, you can have it. No, no, you can have it. I don't want it. No, you can have it. I don't want to touch it. No, you already touched it. I don't want to touch you, it. You started it out. I don't want it.